0: When talking about hardship, how is this happening to me? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, why me? And then you realize, but wait a minute, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't forget Allah was aware of everything you were going through. Allah was aware of what's happening and remember what we're going through because Allah is aware of it will only make us better. So it's always, instead of saying, why me? Be like, of course me because my Rabb entrusted me with this hardship. My Rabb knew if I go through this, this is the roadmap to get to success to him, right? And ultimate success is knowing him. Ultimate success is meeting him. And if what you went through gets you, you there because it made you the person you need to be to be able to get there why not you because mashallah tabarakallah i know if i share this with my sister my brother or whomever i'm speaking to who's wondering why hardships are taking place in their life i know this will draw them that much more closer to their rabb alhamdulillah for community and alhamdulillah for dialogue you never know where inspiration comes from
1: Sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants a certain level of Jannah for someone, and when their good deeds alone can't get them there, He gives them hardship. You're listening to Unsween and Unfilter the Podcast, episode 14 of season 3. These are such powerful words that I was fortunate enough to come across in a moment of need. And in today's episode, I sit down with Halima Jamah to discuss how we can better focus our lens on the blessings threaded within our hardships, how to include Allah in every aspect of our lives, and how to trust the next chapter we are embarking on, because Allah is the author. Some silver linings can be much more difficult to find than others. But there is always goodness and khair in everything that we endure. Subhanallah how Allah grants us the strength to face the most difficult of hardships in this dunya. In this life, you will have moments where your face hurts from smiling too much. Moments where your eyes can't shed any more tears. Tireless nights where you find yourself surrounded by darkness. Moments that are memorable and others that you try your hardest to erase. You will meet people who will love you deeply and others who will hurt you and may leave a scar behind. But through all of this, you'll find that silver lining. Know that through all of these moments, Allah is right there beside you. So ask for His guidance. Pray for better days. Soften your heart and open your eyes to the beauty in the dunya and the rewards of Allah's mercy. As always, be gentle with one another. Most of us are going through something we are choosing to only keep between us and our Creator. I only pray that Allah showers you with ease and patience. I intentionally chose to keep this conversation as the last discussion of Ramadan. Halima is someone you will find yourself indebted to Allah for allowing you to cross paths with her. Her words always touch me and leave an imprint on my heart for more reasons than one. She is a well-known wedding photographer in Toronto, Canada, and a Muslim woman everyone should know. She showers us with her beautiful da'as that comes standard with her contagious smile. And in this episode, we dive into the notion of cultivating a strong bond with Allah— And focusing our lens, no point intended, on the many ways Allah has chosen to provide us with risk, mercy, and blessings we could have never imagined for ourselves. Let's dive in. Thank you so much, Halima, for joining me today. For me to have you on is it's just such a gift and such a blessing. And it's a beautiful way to just end Ramadan and wrap up this beautiful month. MashaAllah, it was such a beautiful month. And, you know, we're going to talk about our relationship with Allah, your personal relationship, my personal relationship, how we can focus our lens on the silver linings between our hardships and and so much more. So I would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. So if you would kindly introduce yourself and then we can get right into it, inshallah.
0: Hi. Assalamu alaikum. Jazakallah khayr for having me. Wallahi, I'm so grateful. Uh, Subhanallah, I always say like, when a person sees khair in you, it's always a mercy of Allah. And I'm thankful you see enough khayr in me that you would love to amplify my voice in hopes that people may benefit. In short, Allahumma barak because I, I'm grateful to Allah that I, I wear a lot of hats. But in this context, I wear a lot of different hijabs. <laughs> Not funny, okay? But alhamdulillah, <laughs> I say all that to say so in short, I'm a student, Allahumma barak when I was younger, I didn't go to school and that's one of my most favorite things about me. The fact that I'm a student, alhamdulillah. And then I'm also somebody who, mashallah, tabaraka Allah, gets to carry out their photography dream through photographing people's weddings, which is still beyond me, subhanallah. And Allahumma barak outside of that, I love that I work for the masjid at Tawheed Community Center as a board member.
1: I'm beyond excited to talk about your new role at the Tahweet Center Community Center. I think that's incredible. I think, you know, just this month I was having a conversation with the Sayada Mirim Amir and how we need to create more roles for women in Masajid so we can feel empowered when we are entering these spaces and these houses of worship, Mashallah. So to see a beautiful face like yours being a board member, Mashallah. that is just such a beautiful gift to your community and a gift from Allah to you. I think it's incredible. I love your photography, by the way. I, I love photography. I'm not a photographer myself, but... I can, I can truly just sit here and admire your work. I think we can all safely call you the Dua Queen or the Queen of Dua because your page honestly just reflects the pureness and the nur within your heart. And I absolutely love it. And I gravitated towards you. It's been a while since I've been following you and I enjoy your work. I enjoy reading your words. I enjoy just listening to your Dua and your just little gems of wisdom. And it's it's beautiful. It's nice to just come across a page that is positive. Just a little positive note of the day. And I absolutely love just reading those. You know, so Something that I read on your page and I thought I was blown away. I was like, oh my gosh, I never even thought of this. You're like, is God on your invite list? I was like, subhanAllah, here we are. We we put together an invite list for our weddings. We put an invite list for our birthdays, for any ceremony, any celebration. But did you even think about inviting God to these beautiful celebratory moments of your life, these beautiful milestones? What made you think of that or just want to share that? Because I, I think it is such an interesting thought to have to want to include God on our invite list.
0: Okay, so subhanAllah, I think a lot of times Islam is taught to us in a way where we inherit it in our household, where we not only just inherit it in our household, we kind of don't do more with it than what we grew up with it with. And for me, it's so important as I grow older and I I take back my Islam, in other words, uh, where I get to know my Allah more and more. I'm always thinking, okay, out of a thousand ways of being able to do this thing, whatever that thing is, And even if I don't know the whole of Islam, because mashallah, you know, I I acknowledge I'm not a scholar. I acknowledge I'm not somebody who went to school for this. I acknowledge that, you know, my Islam is from a humble standpoint of learning. I'm always just like, would Allah be pleased with this? Would this make Allah happy? Like out of a thousand ways of being able to do something with so many different choices, what's the best way beloved to him? Where, I mean, in the end of it, I can look back and be like, I did it in a way pleasing to him. And I feel like when we lead our lives, where we're including him in everything all the time we lead it more peacefully we have less to feel bad about, we have less to feel guilty about, we have less to apologize for and I'm always just thinking you know, this life of mine Like there's this expression that's always used where it's sort of, mean salah time the hour of salah came and here we are rushing not realizing that the one in control of whatever it is we're running to is Allah himself but yet we're delaying his salah. but he's the one in control of what we're running towards and he can, that can be delayed but instead we delay his salah and it's just sort of when you think about that in in retrospect you're just sort of like whoa i might as well begin everything with him because chances are maybe that salah that i prayed on time could have blessed what i was doing moving forward so when we include allah in everything that we do and everything is allah centric alhamdulillah i feel like we have less regrets and then our akhirah will be so gorgeous and reflective of the way that we lived a life here with him in mind all the time
1: That is so beautifully put because when you just brought up having Allah being centric to our lives, being God conscious, it almost kind of subconsciously allows you to make your decisions in life knowing what will please Allah and what will not please Allah. So if we consistently, consistently think of Allah all the time, you're bound to make good decisions. You're bound to be a blessing in somebody else's life. You're bound to even have an abundance of blessings coming your way when you do think of Allah. I mean, we are the creation of Allah. How can we not think of our own creator, the one who allowed us to wake up today and to breathe and to have our loved ones by our side. Somebody once said, and I thought it was so interesting, they're like, if Allah was a person, of course he's not, he's a higher being, but if Allah was a person, you would want a relationship with this person. You have Allah who is all forgiving, all merciful, all compassionate, Rahman, Rahim. wouldn't you want these characteristics of a person in your life? Subhanallah? So how are we living our life without having a relationship with Allah, without having a relationship with our creator who has these beautiful characteristics? That's why it's so beneficial to learn the names, the 99 names of Allah, and I'm still on this journey of learning Allah through his names. And I think it's such a beautiful way to connect to our creator. I think, you know, oftentimes we fear approaching Allah because of our shortcomings. And I've had this discussion on so many other episodes, but it's, it's something that I kind of want to just keep making sure that everybody listens to this part is just the fact that Allah knows your shortcomings. He knows us in our entirety. So how do you fear coming to him when he knows what you're coming to him with? He knows you and your entire existence. You can't pretend to be somebody else when Allah knows you inside and out. So how can we better cultivate a relationship with Allah? How have you done so, Halima? How have you been able to approach Allah in such a beautiful manner and to always have a relationship with Him regardless of what you've been through in your life?
0: You know, subhanAllah, there's two ways to break this up. So the one way I always remind my sisters, may Allah always be pleased with them, I mean, is that you only have two friends in this world. And the first friend is Allah. The second friend are those who remind you of Allah and who when they're with Allah, even though they could be selfish with that time, they're like, Nah, Allah, I have to spend this time talking about the one I love. I have to, ya Allah. And when you realize, okay, so I only have these two friends, Allah, And then those who, when they're with Allah, talk to Allah, is saying my name, mentioning me to Him, you realize, man, I don't even have that many friends. And then in one of the names of Allah, Al-Wari, Allah says, I am your protecting friend. So imagine when your Creator your Lord, your King is telling you, I am a, I have never till this day and I am 30, alhamdulillah, had a friend ever say to me, Halima, I am your protecting friend. And you're just kind of like, well, all right, then, Yani. if my Rob loves me that much, that he will say these things and Allah's promise, we know, you realize, alhamdulillah, that's the only friend I want. And if I'm going to have any friends, they better be leading me to that friend. So that's the one thing I always remind myself, subhanAllah, when I'm looking for friends, I'm always just kind of like, are you bringing me back to him? And if you're not bringing me back to him, then we're not friends for his sake. I only want friends for his sake. And then the mm-hmm. other thing I always remind myself regarding cultivating that relationship ongoingly, I think of my mom where I'm always just kind of like, I love my mom and she loves me. And subhanAllah, not only do I love my mom, and not only does she love me, I always, I know what it is that she doesn't like. I know what it is that she loves. I know what it is that she hates. And I know what it is that she dislikes or what have you. And I always think about how can I always make it so I'm doing more of what she loves. And so this way we can cultivate that love between us, that relationship, one that's stronger, one that's, ya'ni mashallah, where we're always in good standing because I'm doing more of what she loves. Yes, I know what she doesn't like. And yes, I know what she wants me to keep away from. And I keep away from it not because I, I want to be in a position where she's angry with me, but because I don't even love it for myself. I'd rather we're always in a better standing. And I think of Allah that way where I'm just like, Ya Allah, you let me know of the things you love. Let me be so obsessed and so busy doing those things that I never even have to worry about what angers you. I just need to know what angers you so that I keep away from it. But let me live a life so obsessed and busy with the things you love and Allah, when you realize, okay, then. I need to get to know my Lord better than I've gotten to know my mom. And then you realize Allah has made it clear how we can get to know him through his deen, through his book, through his names. You realize, wow, he made the roadmap so easy. And as long as you're constantly on anybody you love, you're always looking to get to know them better so you can be better with them and for them. And I feel like we need to that same energy that we put in a spouse, that we put in a friend, that we put in a parent, that we put in like our workspace. We need to be putting that with Allah. That's the ultimate relationship, the ultimate one you want to be in good standing with, the ultimate one you want to get to know. And Alhamdulillah, that helps me to realize my relationship with Allah is ongoing. My getting to know Him is ongoing. So alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, those are the two wonderful ways I love to explain that, how to get closer to Allah.
1: That is such a beautiful way because we can have our own personal relationship with Allah behind closed doors, right, Halima? But what about when we're out in the open, out in the public, when we're surrounded by our loved ones, when we're surrounded by friends, are we still being reminded of Allah? To have a relationship with Allah, it's not an on and off switch. You don't want that. You don't want to turn it on when you're at home and now you're behind closed doors and now you can connect to Allah. You know, I, I discussed this with Sister hussay You want a relationship with Allah publicly and privately. You want both. You want to be able to be reminded of your creator because with you existing, this might not Makes sense but just you existing that should give you enough of a reason to want to speak about Allah that should give you enough reason to want to bring him up in conversations because you are existing because of him subhanallah how beautiful that is and we often tend to forget Allah when we're doing certain things. We tend to forget about our creator when we're out and about and sometimes it does happen. Sometimes some other things take the forefront of our minds and our thoughts but at the same time we always want to return back to Allah. At the end of the day this is how this dunya is. We're going to one day return back inshallah to our creator. So I I love I love the fact that you brought up just our friendships and how we need to assess those. Especially when we're at our age, we're both in our 30s. And we've gone through maybe our fair share of friendships. We've gone through ones where we realize like those were a hardship in themselves. You want a friendship that reminds you of Allah that gives you just that grace that you need that you feel protected in this dunya because they are somebody who love Allah as much as you love him and they they want to do good deeds for the sake of Allah not for the sake of themselves or for the sake of going to heaven versus going to hell they're doing things for the sake of Allah and I think it is it's such a beautiful thing that sometimes we have to really look at our friends and our our circle just our circle of of people who we call our loved ones do they remind you of Allah do they decrease the distance between you and Allah alhamdulillah some of us are blessed to have parents that remind us of Allah, that have sisters and brothers and siblings that remind us of Allah. And I can easily just go into my sister's room and we can have a conversation for hours about Allah. And you don't even think of that as a blessing, but that is, mashallah, that's such a beautiful blessing to be able to have an open-ended discussion about our Creator with your loved ones, loved ones that Allah blessed you with. You know, mashallah, Halima, you started out with the fact that you are a photographer. I admire your work. It is so beautiful. It is an art form in itself to be able to focus your lens on such a beautiful moments moments and to capture those moments. And what I think is interesting, you can relate your profession to just how our relationship is cultivated with Allah. How are you able to focus your lens on the blessings and the silver linings that are threaded between our hardships? You told me behind closed doors that you've gone through your own hardships. I've gone through my own hardships. Some hardships that we don't even need to speak out in public. It's just something that, you know, we keep between us and Allah and inshallah, Allah grants us the ease we seek from him. But how are you able to find the silver linings between your hardships? Do you sometimes feel defeated or are you able to finally get to a point where you know that Allah is blessing you with something in between these trials that you're going through?
0: MashaAllah, I think that's such a beautiful question. Allahumma barik. And I don't think we're asked that enough. I feel as though there every hardship I go through is a mercy by my Rabb. There's nothing... In, uh, in Somali, there's this expression where it's like, Allah is only compassionate. He's never shocked. In, in essence, what that means is in hardship, he's never shocked. We're shocked. We're just like, oh my God, what just happened? Where I, whenever I go through a hardship, it's like, Allah, you were aware of that. You knew this was going to happen. Like there's a du'a that I make and my sister friends, my Allah be pleased with them, they know it where I'm always like, ya Allah make it so that what I'm going through right now, I walk out of it with you more in love with me and with me more in love with you and oh Allah make me more beautiful walking out. And that's the thing, you know, Abu Bakr, Sadiq radiAllahu anhu, he said it gorgeously where he's like, the worst thing you could do is go through a hardship and then not even benefit from the like rewards that was in it, like you came out of it worse. No haram, the goal is that you go through a difficulty And it just makes you more beautiful. And it makes you somebody in better standing with Allah. And I'm always trying to ask Allah, Allah, make it so that whatever it is I'm going through, make me come out of it beautiful. Make me come out of it gorgeous. Make me come out of it is the testimony that gets me into Jannah, whatever it is. And as long as I always remind myself, dua is my weapon in this world, then I know I'm going to be okay. Like Allah wouldn't give me the ability to pray if there wasn't going to be a, a good ending that comes from it. And I'm always telling myself, Allah, if my weapon in this world is dua, then done. We are making all the du'as we can make. And if a time that I go through a hardship makes it so that subhanAllah ya Rabbi, my relationship with him is better than it was in a hardship. It was a mercy. And I always remember there was a time one of my best friends, my Allah Jal grant her every level of Jannah for choosing. We were in the masjid and Bismillah, I remember I was crying and I say her name and I'm like, is Allah upset with me? Like, am I doing something wrong? And she's like, you know, Halima, let me tell you something. The way that you will know If Allah is upset with you or if Allah loves you is by the way you react to a hardship. The fact that you went through something at home and you rushed to his home, his masjid, and you came and you cried here. And if I had to look for you, I had to come to his home to find you. Halima, this is not a consequence of your Lord being upset with you. It's a consequence of your Lord being happy with you. And in that moment, I realized, subhanAllah, if my hardship brought me here, if my hardship brought me closer to him, it's a mercy. It's not a hardship. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah.
1: My body, Halima, just all chills when you said that. SubhanAllah, how we can be going through certain things behind closed doors, but it's how we react to these things, how we react to these hardships. SubhanAllah, that was so, so beautiful. I, I cannot even put into words how much that just touched me and how much that made me reflect upon my own hardships and how I react to my own hardships. MashaAllah, ya ya Allah blesses you just for even sharing that with us. It's not easy talking about our most vulnerable moments, our moments where, you know, all we could do is just shed wells of tears and for you to rush directly to his home, to his house of worship. SubhanAllah, that's so beautiful. And just even, not even having to go to the masjid, maybe some people don't have the means to be able to get to the masjid, but just to be able to seek Allah within the moment that you are going through such a trial, something that is really just tugging at your heart and just really testing you. I mean, some hardships we can all agree are just much more difficult than others. Some are a little bit more traumatic in a way, but it's how we come out of them. It's like, it's almost as if like, you know, you're a caterpillar going through this hardship and mashallah, how Allah, grants us these wings to be able to overcome this hardship to get out of it and to to be able to like again get closer to him to fly towards him to rush towards him in the same manner that he rushes towards us when we even just have a thought of our own creator just even having a thought of him and our mercy and our love for him subhanAllah I think it's so beautiful you know something else that we were talking about that you mentioned was just like you know there's so many special occasions in our life and you know this yourself being a photographer mashallah you're just always photographing beautiful memories for people and we live our life in Interestingly enough, where we're waiting for the next special occasion, for the next celebratory thing, for the next time we can dress up and get ourselves dolled up and go out and celebrate. But isn't just our existence today, just even you and me, you and I, Halima just speaking, isn't that a special occasion in itself? That there is somebody out there that just took their last breath, that Allah wrote that this is the last day that they take their last breath. But yet Allah still wrote for us, for our timeline to, to still continue. Isn't that something to celebrate, something to even just reflect upon? Just the fact of, you know, reflecting upon why Allah chose for you to live another day for you to see another day and for you to, to spend another day in this dunya before you meet your creator that is a special occasion in itself and how does that make you feel just being alive Halima just honestly we don't even reflect on the idea of just being alive like sometimes we do kind of go into the motion of things into just waking up in the morning going to work coming home eating dinner all that etc but what about just being alive do we sit and really reflect on that on the existence of ourselves You
0: know, subhanAllah, bihamdi, two things come to mind. The first thing that I think of is when I learned about the way that when we go to sleep, subhanAllah, the nafs is taken, returns to Allah. And then the angel of death asks Allah, like, why am I to give this person back their nafs? And then... Allah says yes or no, and then if Allah says yes, we, we breathe our first breath like waking up. SubhanAllah. And I always think about that. I'm like, okay, if I had a difficult day yesterday, if my day yesterday wasn't that great, if I could have been better, if I could have done better, who is my cheerleader who, who made it possible for me to keep going? And then I realized my ultimate cheerleader is Allah because despite the fact that I failed him, despite the fact that I didn't do what I should have done, he believed in me to be like, No, I trust in Hadima. I know Hadima is going to be great today. No, Hadima needs us next day to do better, to be better. And I'm always like, oh, my rab, like, I love you. Like, I just, there isn't a more sincere love than when I wake up in the morning and I realize my rab trusts me and loves today for me. So that's the one where I'm always just thinking my life is just, it's, everything is a mercy. Like, waking up is a mercy. Being here right now is a mercy. My rab loves me too much. And then I think about... Having gone through something with like one of my parents, subhanAllah, Bilhamdi, who became extremely un- unwell and, and in the blink of an eye, and I'm always just like, Allah... Thank you for loving me enough and loving her enough that you would make it possible for me to be the one to support her in her journey of healing. Like to know that today I'm the primary caregiver of my parent. Like, well, I can't. When I think about that, I'm just like, Allah, you gave me the strength and the ability at this point in my life, at this age in my life, to be able to do all of this for her. I'm always just kind of like, is there. If I was ever grateful to be alive, it's, it's this period of time in my life where the person I am, I'm old enough to advocate for her. I'm old enough to understand the language that's being said to us. I'm old enough to understand the procedures that she needs to take and the things I have to do for her and why I have to do it. I'm old enough to make it so that I can explain it to her and in compassionate and in simple terms. I'm, I'm old enough and I'm strong enough and I'm healthy enough. And well I, I, I have never been more grateful to Allah, to, to be alive Then in the moments where I'm caring after my walid may Allah love her may Allah give her the full shifa inshallah inshaAllah I, I can't agree more life is a celebratory thing on its own mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah Rabbil
1: Can we talk about a relationship with our parents, Halima? I think even at our age, you know, we've, we've grown up like, not all of us, but like sometimes we get into these little like spats with our parents. But then as we grow older, we, you know, there's times where you just look at them without them noticing and you, and you just pray for them and you, you make dua for them in silence without them knowing. And you realize how grateful you are for these human beings who decide to take care of you, to love you, to love you in their own way. And just to always pray for you. And even my own mom, I mean, she's always reading Quran in the house and I know she's always making dua. For us Like what a beautiful love That is That we take for granted The love of our parents No matter how much You know We go back and forth And we may We may disagree On certain things But at the end of the day Like what greater gift Has Allah given us Than the gift of our parents Than than the gift of these Du'as in human form Mashallah Because I can't think Of anyone else Who has always Opened their house And even opened their arms And opened their hearts For me Towards me No matter how angry I was with them Or how angry they were with me It will always just be That they are the true Definition of uncomfortable Conditional love. But can we talk a little bit about that? Like, how do you find compassion for your parents? How do you appreciate them? How do you make time for them? SubhanAllah, I have to be honest. I'm grateful to Allah
0: that amongst the things that Bini Adim is tested with, he didn't test me with my parents. Wallahi, so I have to say that. And I have to say that because I acknowledge that Bismillahir the households of different people, looks different. And I'm grateful to Allah, my Rabb who has tested me that the test he hasn't given me is out of my parents. And so even when he has, I acknowledge as well, it's not any like the test that I know people may have. And for that reason, Mashallah, I'm, I am stand in gratitude. I'm drowning in gratitude. Not standing. I'm drowning in gratitude. Because Allahumma barik, I have parents who, like when people will say to me, Halima, who are your best friends? I'll be like, my parents. And then they'll laugh and be like, your parents really know Who are your best friends? I'm like, no, they're my parents. Or they'll be like, Halima, do you want to hang out? And I'll be like, no, nah, I'm sorry. I'm hanging out with my mom. And they'll be like, what? No, no, yeah, I'm hanging out with my mom. We're coloring. What do you want? Like, you know, <laughs> and, alhamdulillah. SubhanAllah, I do that the mercy that i have known in my life is that my parents mashallah tabarakallah my best friends and i always say when when people are like how do you advise that I can, you know, be a parent like your parents, Harima? I love the way you talk about them. I love the way you make dua for them. I love the way that you choose them over everything all the time. And I'm always just kind of like, never have I met a people more loyal. Never have I met a people who are, my dad always says, yeah, Harima, when it comes to marriage, he's always saying, don't leave my house in a house where I have loved you and I have honored you and I have respected you to enter a household of someone who won't. And every time I think about that, I'm like, well, all right, I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> like, I'm not going to marry. SubhanAllah of that, I'm always just kind of like, yeah, Old jokes aside, the weight of the words is such that, Ya Halima, I love you. And unless you're going to go in a house better than the one I gave you, don't leave me. Don't leave me so quickly unless you're going to go. And it shows you, you know, I'm always thinking like, SubhanAllah, if I'm not going to be loved in a way that beautifully, that selflessly, because SubhanAllah, my parents, they love in a way outside of themselves where it's not selfish. It's so selfless, so gentle, so beautiful, where I'm always just kind of like, yeah. Alhamdulillah, the other thing as well, Alhamdulillah, that I acknowledge about my parents being different than others is the way that mashallah TabarakAllah, they make space to actually see me and hear me. So it's not this, OK, you can't talk, you can't like I could literally say to my dad, like, you know, can I challenge that hadith that you shared with me? Because here's another perspective I heard from another scholar or, yeah, Ab, here's another way to look at the eye of the Qur'an. And my dad will be like, interesting. Thank you for sharing that with me. And I acknowledge it's not like that in households where you can't even, you literally inherit the Islam your parents teach you and you can't even think for yourself. And I'm thankful to Allah that I had a household where my parents made the space to be like, she's talking, let's listen. She's looking at me, let me validate her and and look at her back. Alhamdulillah, 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 alhamdulillah. And for that reason, because they respect my being. They respect the humanity of like my being and they honor it and they celebrate it. I'm able to say, alhamdulillah, those are the best friends. They're the best friends, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, Allah bless them. The best friends.
1: (laughs) Those are your day ones. And it's true. Honestly, they really technically are. They're the ones that, you know, it's your mother that gave birth to you. Mashallah, she was there by your side since the day you took your first breath in this dunya. And I think it's so beautiful. You know, sometimes like even my own family, like we have family game nights. And some people think that's weird. And it's like, and in that moment, like you, I say, alhamdulillah, that I have a family that we can have family games. That we can act like we are friends at times We can come together You know, there's people that are unfortunately Don't have no relationship with their family at all And inshallah, ya Allah grants them ease Because it's not easy But it's just such a beautiful blessing To be able to come home To those who really truly love And care for you the most But it is a two-way street We are, you know, respecting one another And taking care of one another And honestly, it's all by the will of Allah There's never a dua that I've ever made or There's never a moment that I've made a dua Without including my parents in my dua And I really, really urge, strongly urge you guys to always just make du'a for your parents. Because as you're growing older, they're growing older. You know, they've had a huge head start in making du'as for us. I think it's now time for us to catch up to their du'as and to be able to make these prayers and wishes on their behalf, inshallah. But I think if you do have living parents and you do have a connection with them, to just strengthen that connection as much as you know how. Our parents always want the best for us. And sometimes it doesn't come in in a package that we would want, you know, we would think that it's fit for us. But Allah knows best. And our parents also, in a way, also know best. The most important part of this conversation that, you know, I this is the journey or this is the life path that I'm on right now or the chapter I'm in in my life right now, Halima, is just having full and complete trust in Allah and I I wish I can give you a tutorial on how to do it but I don't have the tutorial how you can have full trust in Allah it subhanAllah just washes over you and it's the most beautiful gift that Allah can gift you and I don't know if it comes from Allah it's also just I think it's just more so you and what you've gone through and like how we spoke about earlier how you react to certain things and alhamdulillah I'm at the point in my life where the best feeling is having trust in Allah because even when everything is falling apart at the seams you still know that Allah is taking care of you you might not right now physically see it with your your own eyes but you know like oh wow like Allah has me Allah's got me he is working something in my favor right now and I'm going to patiently wait for it whatever it is I will endure this hardship I will go through it I'll find the mercy in it I'll find the silver linings within it but it's that that beautiful feeling that you can trust Allah wholeheartedly and know that whatever's going to come of this is going to be such a beautiful blessing for your life you said something along the lines of like I trust the next chapter in my life because Allah is the author and how beautiful is that how beautiful it is that for you to even share with us, Halima, can you just talk about just that connection you have with Allah where you are able to fully trust in Him? And whatever it is that you're going through, you know He has you.
0: I always think about, like I always remember the name of Allah, the protecting friend.
1: And I always remind
0: myself, never have I had a friend who who vocalized that, whoever said that, that this is my promise, this is what I am for you. And whenever I think of Allah being my friend, I feel this lightness where it's just kind of like, okay, I'm somebody who has a task sheet, like I have to write my to-do of everything I need to do. Like, okay, the night before I write it down, like this is what Samara is going to look like. And then I I, I do it in such a way where it's like, what is actually in my control that I am allowed to do by the mercy of Allah? And what is not in my control that I have to leave to Allah? And when I divide the day in that way, what I'm doing is I'm making space for to understand what was mine to carry and I'm making space to understand what was my Lord's to carry. And when we do things in that way, alhamdulillah, you go to sleep a little rested, realizing يعني, there was only so much I could have done in a 24-hour day where some of those hours were spent sleeping. Oftentimes, bini adim, we live in such a way where we're, we're taking on all of these things and subhanallah الحمد, we, we feel heavier, we feel overwhelmed, we feel stressed, not realizing half of what we're carrying wasn't even ours to carry as for our rope to carry and half of what we were putting on our shoulders wasn't even meant for us to even worry about wasn't even in our control and I think Bismillah when I, I don't I I never use the word slave I always say I am I am a humble servant I am a humble adoring servant because I'm humble because I've let go and just let God and then I'm like so not only am I humble I'm, I'm a servant where Bismillah I'm serving my Lord in everything I do and adoring because I love the one who's helping me So Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, I always, 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 always say, if you really want to work on humility, then really sit down and look at your day and be like, what was even mine to carry? And I promise you, humility will come to you because when you're more self-aware and mindful of what was even in your control, you realize, well, half the day, Alhamdulillah, Allah is carrying it. So all I'll do is what I can and just Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah.
1: It's all about just letting Allah control certain things. We want to be in control of everything, Halima, like everything. We think that Allah's like, that's it. I have to do A, B, and C all the way through X, Y, and Z. But no, you said it so beautifully. We don't have to carry everything. The whole point of having faith in Allah and believing in a God is allowing your God to take control of certain things in your dunya, in your life. And that's something that I've learned to master, alhamdulillah, to be able to say, Allah, please take control of this. I'm going to try my best on my end, but inshallah, Allah, you meet me and you you take care of the rest. And he always does. He meets you more than halfway, mashallah. Our God does more than that. And sometimes we have to be able to, to witness that and to trust in Allah and his power and his mercy and his greatness and his knowledge. But just having tawakkul in Allah is such a beautiful thing to have. You shared a story with me about a pastor because it was interesting because we were just talking about how some stern hardships can get you to the point where you say, why me? But it's like, why don't we think of it in the sense that you shared where it's like, no, why not me? Can you talk about that conversation that that you had with her. And I, I I always find it to be so beautiful when we have interfaith discussions, because at the end of the day, you know, we're all praying to the same God. And I think it's just so beautiful. But if you can share that conversation you had with the pastor and how profound that was for you. So
0: I think it's so necessary as human beings, mashallah, tabaraka Allah, that the heart is consumed with Allah and the heart loves Allah. You never have to worry about where you are. And I, I can't stress that enough. Like subhanAllah, consume your heart with Allah and I promise you the first thing a person will know about you is your love for Allah. Consume the heart with Allah and I promise you subhanAllah, you never have to worry about Yani, if, you, if you're stepping outside of your deen. Like just consume the heart that was meant to be consumed with him, with Allah and I promise you ease. And so mashallah, I'm thankful as, as a person who works within the masjid sphere and who works with different communities in, in my field of work to be in contact with different types of people all the time. And again, Bini Adim, yani of course, people will be afraid of what they don't know. So you always build those community ties with showing them, I'm your friendly neighborhood Muslim. And and the goal isn't to be the friendly neighborhood Muslim. The goal is just to be a good Muslim. And I promise you, you will build community. And Alhamdulillah, I have friends who are of different faiths. Allahumma barak, and we just we obsess over God. And our conversations, again, with whatever you consume your heart with, you'll constantly be pouring that when, you know, overflowing with that when you're talking. And I remember SubhanAllah, when talking about hardship and sometimes we sit in spaces uh, where we're just kind of like how is this happening to me? Like what am I doing wrong? Like why me? And then you realize but wait a minute, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't forget Allah was aware of everything you were going through. Allah was aware of what's happening and remember what we're going through because Allah is aware of it will only make us better. It'll it'll put us in a better standing with Him. So it's always instead of saying why me, be like of course me because my Rabb entrusted me with this hardship. My Rabb knew if I go through this, this is the roadmap to get to success to him right and ultimate success is knowing him ultimate success him, being pleased with you, ultimate success is meeting him. And if what you went through gets you there, because it, it made you the person you need to be to be able to get there, why not you? Right? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil And I was thinking about that, and this is somebody not Muslim who's saying it, I'm just kind of like thank you, because mashallah, Allah, I know if I share this with my sister, my brother, or whomever I'm speaking to who's wondering why hardships are taking place in their life, I know this will draw them that much more closer to their, Rabb, their Lord. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah for perspective, Alhamdulillah for community, and Alhamdulillah for dialogue. You never know where inspiration comes from.
1: Honestly, that is so true We talked about this How risk doesn't come always In the form of money Or materialistic items Alhamdulillah for the fact That sometimes risk comes In the form of loved ones Of people in your community That care for you That love you And that are there for you I think a lot of times We do get ahead of ourselves And we define certain things In certain ways But honestly, I've just like For the word risk I've allowed it to take On a completely different meaning Risk is your parents The love of your parents The love of your family The love of your friends The love of your community members That is what true risk is Having your du'a be answered in ways that you could have never imagined in a million years and we could talk about that in just a second about how your dua was answered and all of a sudden mashallah you're a member of the community of board member of, of your community masjid how beautiful is that for me when it came to risk it was just the other day my friend who who was actually already like she had a physical ailment well not a physical ailment but she fell and and she hurt herself and everything like that but tell me why this friend that hurt herself was the same friend that approached me at my doorstep with the ramadan gift i was like didn't you just fall weren't you just hurt how are you at my doorstep. I should be the one at your doorstep making sure that you're okay. And I I was just taken aback. I was like, here she is in in a moment of of pain and she's thinking of me. And I was like subhanAllah, like if I can't thank Allah for anything else, let me thank him for for the people that he has surrounded me with, for the people who shower me constantly with their love. And I think that's the best form of risk right there. And I can't thank you enough for just even sharing your own connection and your trust in Allah and how you've cultivated that trust. SubhanAllah, it's so, so beautiful. And I can't think of a better person to be a board member than, you know, somebody like yourself, mashallah. I would love to talk about this in the sense of now you are a female black Muslim woman that is a board member of a community masjid. This is something that I think we all need to see more often, mashallah. And I know you're humble right now. You're like shooing me away, telling me stop, stop, stop. But this is such a beautiful honor and it's beautiful in the way that Allah gifts us. And it's the beautiful in the way that Allah answers our du'as. Can we talk about like initially what your du'a was and subhanAllah how Allah decided to answer it?
0: A lot of times, uh, we often think about, Ya Allah, I want this in a person, I want this in a friend, I want this in a spouse, I want this in my parents, I want this, I want this. And what we often forget is subhanAllah, yeah, Allah will gift you with whatever it is He loves for you. This is your nasib is your nasib, your risk is your risk. But I always say, Yani, do we have discipline for what we pray for? And are we in a position where we can receive it in a way where we even understand what that even looks like? And do we even have those qualities of traits that we appreciate in others, in ourselves? Because it could be that those people want it in the one they're looking for and you don't even have it. So somehow <laughs> like Hamdi, we're- I'm here, reaching for the stars but no mashallah yani i i acknowledge allah is your limit but still I, I always 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 used to be like oh allah when it comes to a spouse i want him to be somebody who you know is tied to the message, ya allah i want him to be somebody of quran ya allah i want him to be somebody like this ya allah when somebody's looking for him i want him to be here ya allah like i would always say these things and then subhanallah you, you know SubhanAllah You think about it And you're just kind of like Ya Allah, I want to be that I deserve to be that in me You know Like My rab, My Lord I, I want to be these things So that the one that I'm praying for Finds me in these spaces Because they're already in those spaces too Ya yeah, Alhamdulillah Because if that's I'm saying that's my ideal Then I need to be my ideal I say that in my business all the time Where I'm just like My ideal client is me Okay So if I'm my own ideal client What do I want to see What do I want to be What do I want to do and it, yani if I'm my ideal spouse <laughs> I love that <laughs> how, how does that look like When I'm looking for a spouse So Allahumma I'm thankful to Allah But I also acknowledge as well Bismillahirrahmanirrahim As a community Like there is a sister And may Allah Azza wa Jalla Grant her every level of Jannah For Allah. choosing Allahumma That I As we win And as we SubhanAllah bihamdi, We elevate And Allah brings us up Then we need to remember Our duty As a, as a community member To bring those Around us up as well. And I'm thankful to Allah to say that there's a sister I know, mashallah who's already working in the masjid sphere and she saw me and she yani, advocated for me and she amplified my voice. May Allah be pleased with her so that I could even have the position I have today. And I'm always thinking, ya Rabbi you blessed her with that and then through your mercy she blessed me with this. And oftentimes, often times we get to these places but we forget the community around us who even helped us get there. And I'm thankful to say mashallah she, she carried my hand like and she held my hand and together we went up and we're we're only going up from here and mashallah i'm always just thinking ya Allah the same way that she extended that mercy Make me somebody who, mashallah, A, was deserving and B, who also carries their community the way she carried me, with, you know, by your mercy. Ya Allahumma ameen. And yeah, no, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. May Allah make us the best versions of ourselves and many du'a that we ask of him, may Allah make it so that it's answered even better than we initially prayed for it because, wallah, a du'a got me here and I never even imagined it would even look like
1: this. To be what you're asking for To be able to emulate every characteristic That you're asking for in somebody else It doesn't even have to be somebody that's a soulmate or whatever It could be just even friends, loved ones or whatnot Just be that yourself first Because if you are that way yourself first You're able to recognize it in others then Imagine asking for someone that's trustworthy But you're not trustworthy How are you able to recognize it in someone If you don't even have that characteristic yourself So subhanAllah I think it's beautiful To be able to cultivate a relationship with ourselves To work on ourselves through the help of Allah Through Allah's will And then to be able to go out there, find loved ones, find those who match our own characteristics, who emulate the same things, the same values that we have, the same morals that we have and we hold, that we uphold. MashaAllah, that was such a beautiful response. Halima, I learned so much from you. And it's so beautiful to be able to hear your voice and to have this discussion with you. I want to know, what does community mean to you? What does it mean to you now that you are a board member of a community center? What are you most excited about, inshallah, for years to come, inshallah, for as long as you are on this board, inshallah? Inshallah.
0: So subhanAllah, I I always say my ultimate goal, the the greatest legacy I ever want to leave in this world is my motherhood. Not my wifehood, no, my motherhood. I ask Allah to make me the best of best of mothers. I ask Allah to make me somebody who can even say they're a mom, ya Allahumma mean. Allah. I ask Allah to give me offering beyond the coolness of my Allah. eyes, ya Allahumma ameen. And when I think about that, I'm always like... What this means to me is I can't wait for my a child of mine to say, my mom's a board member. And it's like, yes, yes own it, own it. Mom's a board member. Let's go. That's what I want to hear. Well, like everything that I do... I, every friend of mine May Allah be pleased with her She knows Like everything that I do Is for my children Wallah I'm always like Whatever I'm putting forth today Whatever it is I'm doing today It's for my children It's for my children It's may Allah be pleased with them May Allah love them May they know That bismillah Their mama loved them so much SubhanAllah and is Laying these bricks Laying these bricks So that they can live in a world Where mashallah When they say I, come, I go to the masjid It's a place they actually love to be When they say I'm going to the community center By the masjid It's a place they actually want to be and Tawheed Community Center That I work at Allahumma barik The goal of it is to make it the space Where Muslims can be fulfilled in, in all aspects of their lives Whether it's growing Learning Playing Whatever have you The fact is You're going to be around Muslim people Doing the things that you would have done Anywhere else But the barakah And this is You're amongst people who look like you Who pray like you Who worship like you And subhanallah Bi to have, like, whenever I'm thinking about this, whenever I'm working on it, I'm thinking it's for my kids. And if I don't get to see it in my lifetime, I pray to Allah that my kids continue to push the needle so that their kids can see
1: it in their lifetime. Allahummae, I mean, this, this is the goal. Alhamdulillah. I, I love how you're thinking ahead, mashallah. Like, some of us, we just stop at the thought of just wanting kids, but to be able to have kids who can walk in our footsteps and just be able to, like, say, that's my mom, mashallah. That is just so beautiful. To be a, an illuminating example for our future children would be just so, so beautiful. Inshallah, Ya Rab, Allah grants us our own offspring one day. Inshallah, Ya Rabbi, Ameen. I can't thank you enough, Halima. You are just a source of light. And I don't think you know this, how much of a source of light you are to everybody that has crossed your page or crossed you in, in, in the real world. But Masha'Allah, you are just such a beautiful angel. You're like an angel on earth. And to to know somebody that reminds me of God so much so, I think it's such a blessing. And you are a walking blessing. You are a walking dua to so many people, Masha'Allah. Ya Rabbi, Allah always continues to protect you, your mom, your loved ones, your family. Again, I want to thank you for everything. I really hope that, oh, by the way, before you end us with the beautiful du'a, how can people reach out to you? How can they follow your work? Where is your work? Um, I know it's on Instagram. If you would like to share your Instagram handle and how are there other ways that people can support you and even just support the community that you come from, mashallah
0: oh mashallah tabarakallah thank you for that may Allah amplify anything you're working on the way you amplified me just now I would say the best way to support my work and follow me is on my Instagram which is halimajama underscore so easy alhamdulillah alhamdulillah and then to follow the uh, the masjid that I work with community center Tawheed community center alhamdulillah but it's a long name so yeah you can always check my stories and I'm always talking about it tagging it so alhamdulillah and uh, yeah that's pretty much I think the easiest way to follow
1: up with me in the event somebody humbly wanted to follow me alhamdulillah and support my work. Inshallah. And I will definitely make sure to tag these handles because I think it's incredible. And I think it's a beautiful way to just get a daily dose of a beautiful reflection on Allah, our faith in general, just from your page, mashallah. But yeah, if you can like end us with one of your du'as, Halima, I would absolutely love that. I I just, I don't know. I can literally listen to you for hours when it comes to you, just like spilling these beautiful du'as upon us.
0: Okay, bismillahirrahmanirrahim, the dua for the one who's listening, I ask Allah to make it so that whatever difficulty that you knew, that Allah makes it easy, whatever easy was in your day, that Allah makes it even easier. I pray to Allah that the light of Allah consumes whoever hears this in the way that they need the light of Allah to consume them. I pray to Allah that whoever hears this is a person of light. SubhanAllah, I pray to Allah that light is a companion to them. I pray to Allah that the light of Allah is a companion to them. I pray to Allah that the angels of Allah forever stays near them I pray to Allah that Allah never makes it so that subhanAllah they're around the people who are nothing but the people of Allah, Ya Allahumma Ameen. I pray to Allah that love, SubhanAllah, bihamdihi, and, and the love and the warmth that comes from it is always with the people who hear this, Allahumma Ameen, Thumma Allahumma Ameen. And lastly, I can't say this enough, I pray to Allah that we're amongst those that Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, paradise prays for, that paradise is constantly asking Allah, Ya Allah forgive them, Ya Allah love them, Ya Allah forgive them, Ya Allah love them. And... That paradise is always saying, they're always fighting amongst each other for where we can land amongst them. And imagine when paradise is just kind of like, no, she's staying with me. No, she's staying with me. No, she's staying with me. May that be our ending. May
1: that be our mercy. I mean, that was so, 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 so beautiful. I I don't want to put you on the spot, but I think I told you. I'm like, Halima, you have to end us with a beautiful diet because I absolutely love your diets. I love you so much. Inshallah, we can one day cross paths aside from the virtual world in real life, regardless if you're all the way in Canada and all the way in Chicago. It can happen. It's a nine hour road trip. Yes. Air hugs. But Allah will make love happen. Allahumma. Inshallah, Ya Rabbi. And inshallah, Allah continues to always protect you, your family, all of us, every single one of us. And I am just so excited to see you just flourish in this beautiful new role. And inshallah, we can continue to see more women holding these types of roles. And for our community spaces to always just be blessed. We're all striving for one goal is just to meet our Creator in the best form possible, in the best way possible, inshallah. I really hope that people benefited from this conversation. As always, I always do. I'm just grateful that I'm able to bring on some such Incredible guests, um, such as you, Hariman. Like I said, it's an honor. You're not somebody that could, you know, goes on and does interviews and podcasts and stuff like that. So, if you it. ever invite that
0: person and they're like, kind of like, should I, should I not, that they take it on, like they just accept the invitation as easy because subhanAllah, to work with you is to have been honored, to have been able to speak to you, to have been heard, and mashallah, to have been heard by you, Alhamdulillah,
1: Rabbil Alameen, to have been seen. And I'm just so thankful by Allah. Love you so much. That's a perfect way to end it, inshallah. Ramadan Kareem to everyone and Eid Mubarak. Thank you, Halima.